Hello, everybody. This is Pastors David and Scarlett Horton coming to you live streaming tonight for our Wednesday night yes. service and Bible study and prayer time and uh, uh, opportunity to give and so into the ministry as well. And uh, on that note, I just want to say how grateful we are and thankful for you that have been uh, supporting the ministry, uh, supporting the church through this, uh, whatever this is. <laughs> yes. The world calls it the pandemic. I don't know what it is, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's something. <laughs> Imic. <laughs> Mimic. <laughs> Mimic of hell. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, we, we so appreciate faithfulness. And, uh, so, so many people, if you hear squeaky, it's, it's our, <laughs> French bulldog, Blanche, who has found a toy. Of course. And, of course, she's usually just silent until we turn on the the video. Yes. So uh, I hope you understand and are patient. We're, um, I just want to say, again, thank you for those who support us and who have taken the time to, you know, put a check in the mail or you've um, uh, sent something online uh, texting, whatever, all the ways that we'll talk about later that you can participate. I didn't mean to start off right with that, but I was just thinking of how grateful that oh, I am yes. to you that are our friends and partners. That's right. And ministry supporters and believe in, it means a lot to us personally that you believe in what we are doing, our leadership. Yes. And our, um, um, callings and anointings and giftings. Mm-hmm. The Lord has given us. Hopefully, we are a blessing to to so many of you. And I often say, people, if we're not a blessing to you, at least find somebody that is. Well, that's you know, true. don't just sit down on that. And yeah, I would hate to think that somebody stopped serving God or something because they didn't like me as a pastor or something. It's not about all that anyway. It's just about hearing the voice of God. And I believe God, you know, gives us leaders. Oh, people to speak tree. into our lives. I know I'm a product of, uh, of what, um, of those, many of them are already in heaven that have spoken to me. That's Blanche found a squeak toy. <laughs> See, so even if you don't like our teaching, at least we're entertaining with our <laughs> animals and menagerie of things that we've collected. We're, we're coming to you from Dallas, Texas, right in the heart of Dallas, Texas. We are tonight in the morning that will change. <laughs> we'll be on our way back to Florida. But, uh, anyway, we're blessed and privileged to say hi tonight. Yes. So, uh, Scarlett, what's been on your heart the well, last you know, few days? Like you were saying, the people that have imparted into yeah. our lives for years. Yeah. Uh, they, they bring such a level of, uh, in, uh, stability yes. and just such a, uh, assurance time and time again, you know, the things will come to my yes. heart and into my mind. Yes. Uh, the things that ministers have, have spoken over the years. Yes. And even if they're just speaking a scripture, you know, right. but it just, it, it like imprints your soul. Yes. 
And it just brings you through hard times that you think, how am I going to get through this? And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll hear the, the voice of, of the Lord through someone that he used in my life, like Brother Hagen. You know, I remember, uh, something that just really has helped me a lot through the years is, uh, Brother Hagen said, don't, don't burn bridges behind you. Right. If there's been hurts or disappointments in relationships or, uh, people have been, uh, you know, everything but maybe horrible, but to yes. you, you know, just think about, yes. um, the forgiveness of God and yes. how he's forgiven us and loved us through everything, given us mercy and yes. grace. And, um, praise the Lord. I just dropped <laughs> the camera. I was trying to get more of Scarlet in. Oh. Okay. There. <laughs> Sorry. But you know, that, to really offer that to them. Yes. Uh, even if it's not verbally, if you can't even talk to them or, right. Times, um, but if you reach out that arm by faith and just say, you know, I'm going to love no matter what. Right. And I'm going to keep this, this bridge and this connection. Yes. Even if I can't talk to someone right now right. or if it's something that they've cut off or something, you know, um, I think about him so many times and then, right. um, that, that relationship comes back around because I didn't cut them off. Right. And it's, it's, you know, it's remarkable through the years how you hear the voice of your, uh, spiritual yeah. mothers or fathers. Well, it's, it? and it, I believe it is a channel. I mean, it's like the voice of God yes. speaking uh, kind yeah. of through that person. Not literally. I mean, it's not some weird. No, you know, no, no, no. You know, channeling. <laughs> You know, Shirley McLean thing, but I'm talking. God bless you, Shirley. But, uh, you're a great actress, but I don't know about your doctrines. But anyway, uh, I just think that, you know, that kind of, when I say channel, I just mean, you know, you hear God's using that vessel. Yes. And that is so familiar and comforting to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that the voice of our pastor or our, or, uh, you know, a minister, teacher that has meant a lot to us. Yes. It can be your own father or mother well, that, that you that's kind of too. can hear. Um, I know there's been so many times in my life in the ministry where I've, I thought, what am I going to do? You know, I, I like a bunch of problems, you know, and I would yeah. think, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to survive this? And I hear, and I would hear the voice of the Lord say to me, but it would have Brother Hagen's voice <laughs> tone on it. You yeah. Know? But I could hear him say, I'll tell you what I'm a gonna do. I'm a gonna, cause he would say, I'm a gonna, you know, <laughs> like from the thirties. I'm a gonna, tell you what I'm a gonna do. I'm a gonna act like the Bible is so. And that would just bring such peace to me. And I'm thinking, okay, David, you know, I'd maybe be in the morning getting ready for the day and I would be having these thoughts. Oh my gosh, I got, problems today. I've got, you know, things I've got to solve. And then what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? And I would hear Brother Hagin saying, hey, what I'm going to do, I'm going to act like the Bible is so. You know, that's a big thing. I just act like the Bible is so. Well, yeah. Well, what does that mean? Act like the Bible is so. Well, if the Bible so, then I don't really have any problems. Isn't that you the know? truth? If the Bible so, I'm, um, I'm, if the Bible's so, I'm a, I'm a child of God and I'm, um, if the Bible's so, I'm a child of God, I'm, I'm on my way to heaven, I'm, um, saved, I'm, you know, filled with the Spirit, I'm, you know, all the, all the good things that 
um, you know, are true. Yeah. Are true, are true for us and. Right. We're and, loved. Uh, yes. And we're provided for and. Yes. Um, looked after. And so, um, those wonderful things that, and even impossible things are done for yes. us. Uh, that we think, oh, that could never happen. Right. Or this could never happen. And you know. Yes. Everything is possible with God. Um, I was, Sorry about our camera position. I am having a challenge. You, you wouldn't even believe our high tech rig we have here tonight. It's, I, I, I won't even tell you how, how it's set up, but vegetables are involved in holding up the camera. That's all you need to know. Um, you have to laugh, right? It's true. Um, I was going to tell you that I've been thinking in the last couple of days about this broadcast tonight, and I was thinking about the word change, you know? Mm-hmm. And actually, this is pretty good because it cuts off my double chin. <laughs> I should always have the camera in this position <laughs> to deal with all this here. Uh, coronavirus chin. <laughs> Quarantine, quarantine snacks. I saw, actually, I saw, uh, I saw a, uh, uh, Facebook little, you know, photograph today as somebody had some words, you know, a little comic thing. So it was a frog, like a bullfrog sitting in front of a mirror. (laughs) And it said something about when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, uh, you know, you think, were all those snacks that I ate during quarantine really worth it? <laughs> oh, my. And I can testify. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking this about the, about the whole thing with the quarantine and all that. And I was thinking, um, about the word change. And, you know, we've, I mean, you've heard that You've heard that stick, that word used your whole life, change, you know, change your, change your clothes, change your mind, change your idea, mm-hmm. uh, or what we need is change here, or let's not change this. Right. You know, we use the word change a lot. Yes. And, and considering changes. And I know I've, I've heard sermons my whole life on this word changes mm-hmm. and, uh, it almost becomes a cliche, but sure. I, I will tell you that, um, one thing that is for sure in life is change. It's the world is going to change. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking about things that change and things that never change. Mm-hmm. And in just the thought of what does change is, through the years, your, you know, our bodies change. Um, we do change our minds. Hopefully it's towards the right things. Um, we'll change our address. We'll change our, um, you know, our, our geographic physical location. We'll change jobs, change churches, change careers, whatever, you know, there's, there's change and, yeah, even if you're kind of a person that we call set in your ways, 
that you don't like change, it's coming at you anyway. Yeah. And I've seen people say, and I've said, man, I never thought I'd be dealing with this or that, or, or I always vowed I would never be involved with this situation or that. But the world and life, and as the time ticks on, it brings change. Yes. And we have to become adaptable. Oh yeah. To those changes. Some things we, we, you know, we pick our battles, as they say. Some things we fight against in changing that are worth keeping. And then other things we need to, you know, we need to, to look at changes. And I think that in, in many ways, in many regards, change is good. Yeah. And, uh, but then there's things that aren't so good. I mean, we have all the entire world. Hey, it's not just, you know, us that live in Tampa Bay, but living in Florida or the Southeast or the East Coast or the West Coast or the middle in the United States, if you live in Hawaii or Alaska, mm-hmm. um, we've experienced change with this coronavirus oh, pandemic. Yeah. And what about then you, then sometimes I've had the thought, is there somewhere we could fly to <laughs> just go, you know, go be normal for a few days, have a little vacation, go to the beach or whatever. And there wasn't anywhere. Isn't that just weird? I mean, there wasn't even, even anywhere to go. I mean, as you know, living in the U S sometimes people from a cold climate, you know, they'll say, Hey, I can't take this snow and ice in the middle of February. <laughs> you know, here comes, if you go to the Tampa airport in the middle of January or February, there's just all these people coming off the planes with coats and oh, boots. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of laugh at them, you know, thinking, Oh my, it must have been horrible cold where they were. And then you look at the news report the day they fly home. Um, you know, it's, there's a new snowstorm or something, but they'll say, I can't take this change in the weather. Yeah. So I want to, I'm going to fly to Florida or I'm going to go to <laughs> the Bahamas or something, you know, they'll be coming through or going on the way to one of the islands to take a, a, a breather, as we say, yeah. uh, from the weather. But there wasn't anywhere to go during this thing. I mean, it was like, it's been like locked in. In fact, I saw, I don't know, I haven't seen the validity of the news report, but according to what I saw just a few minutes ago, looking at my phone, it said that um, Los Angeles County in California is has declared a, another, another 90-day lockdown, another mm. th- three more months. And who knows what they'll say after that. And so, you know, if you're a person living in California, you know, you've had to deal with this thing along. In fact, San Francisco, I think, were, was, was the first city out of the, out of the gate with it. And they have just been months and months with this thing. We've been into now months with it in Florida and other places I know. And we have some freedoms that are opening up that other places don't. So, you know, I mean, I'm telling you this thing about change, like even if you've been a person, that's pretty well used to your routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this pandemic has been dictating the routine. Yeah. Well, isn't it nice in, in, in the world of change? And you know, there's, there's been an, in Scarlet in my, in, in my life, we've had changes we didn't sign up for. I mean, no. right. I oh, mean, just yeah. horrendous things. I've lost, uh, uh, you know, family members 
to, uh, to different things. And, you know, um, it's not something you sign up for is no. someone to get, uh, violently ill and then die. You know, that's not, not at all. that's not, uh, something that you want to prepare for. Uh, but yet it happens and you have to deal with it and make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go on. I want to get to the point, And the point is that in times of change, there are certain things that you want to put your foot on for stability yes. that never changes. Isn't it true? And I'm finding in the word of God, some things that never change, no matter what, mm-hmm. if we say come hell or high water, this is what's going to be. Yes. Uh, I don't, I know as a kid, you know, we would go swimming or fishing in some little farm pond and we love to wade out, you know, in the pond. I would always ask my dad and mom, can we, can we put on our shorts and, you know, wade out in the pond? And the one thing my father taught me to do is, cause he'd be out there with us, you know, helping catching, catch a frog or <laughs> a tadpole in a, Mason jar or something, you know, something, something to do as a kid. So we'd be out there in that little pond and my dad would go before us so that he could ascertain how deep it was or, you know, or how, uh, you know, how murky it was in the bottom. You know, you don't never know, you know, you could sink down quite a ways into the oh, muck. Yeah, yeah. And he would always say, um, Okay, now David, put your foot right there. There's a big rock right there. That you can stand on that. And then he'd go that way in the water. He'd have a stick or something, and he'd lead the way, and we'd follow Dad and out into that wading pond. Yeah. And then he said, "I don't go beyond here because there's nowhere to. You know, you'd have to swim." Yeah. But at least when you're trying to stand upright and find your way, I always say, in prayer or in faith or in direction from God, hearing from God. I try to find a rock to put my foot on. Yes. And sometimes you stand on one rock and you take your other foot and kind of feel around <laughs> or us with a stick until you find something solid to stand on. So thank God we have, uh, I'm going to blow all this out and, and turn, turn it over to Scarlett, <laughs> but what you found, but uh, I found three things. I have three stepping stones that I can stand on. That never change. Or you could say the three, the three legs to a little stool. You could take a little stool, you know, a milking stool. I've never milked anything, but anyway, I've seen them and we used to have sure. them around the three little, as a kid, you'd have a little stool. Yeah. Maybe you had your name on it or something. And it would be three leg, a three legged stool. And the thing about a three legged stool is you have to have all three for the stool to stand. Yeah. So it's good to have at least three of something sometimes. To stand on three points, ABC, whatever. Three things that never change that I know about tonight, and it's true every day, is number one is God's word. Yes. The Bible says that uh, the word of God, this is in uh, First Peter, the word of God endures forever. Mm-hmm. The, the The glory of man is like the grass, and it, the sun comes and burns it up, you know, it's gone. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Isn't yeah. that something? Oh, it's wonderful. That's number one. So any, that means any scripture that I can find in the Bible is, um, any scripture that I can find in the Bible, uh, is, is mine forever. 
Mm-hmm. It'll never change. And that's true. I've had this Bible for many years, but I've had a Bible. I've got the first Bible I ever had. My mother gave it to me. I have it in a little, little place at home, but I've had a Bible my entire life. And it's true. It never changes. Mm. The, the binding can give way and the leather flap <laughs> fall off or whatever, but the, the writing inside this book never changes. So it's not just head knowledge of that, but I mean, it's the truth that's behind it and the yes. power. Number two of what never changes is God. Uh, the word tells us that with God, there is, uh, no variableness nor shadow of turning. Yes. So we sometimes say, God, why is this happening to me? Or why am I going through this tough time? Or why am I now dealing with this? You know, mm-hmm. we know that it's not, and a lot of people don't know that God's not, I mean, some, I mean, the majority of Christian religion, Christian theology, the way it's preached is that God's very changeable. Oh yeah. And you never know what he's going to do. And yeah. You just can't tell about him. He, he might bless you today and curse you tomorrow, but in his mind, he's really blessing you with this illness or problem right. because his ways are higher and all this nonsense. The Bible does say that, but it says what his way is higher in that he doesn't allow his word to return void. Exactly. That part's never preached at the funeral. Just, <laughs> hey, you just never know. Yeah. You know, and so, but that's not scriptural. The Bible says that God is, is a constant. Yeah. An ever present help in time of need. He never changes. That's right. He's always loves you. He's always for you. He always has a solution. It's true. He always has a plan. Yeah. And it never changes. Yeah. Pandemic or no pandemic. People say, well, what if the government is changing and getting overthrown and actually we're becoming socialist or whatever? So what? God is God in socialism, oh, yeah. you know, as much as he would be in a republic or anything else. And mm-hmm. God forbid that our nation would get taken over by something evil. But even if it even if it is and we have to go through a battle the rest of our lives to yeah. to make it right or whatever, God is still God. I mean, yes. listen, there were Christians. There were great full gospel Strong Christians living in Nazi Germany. Yes. There were Christians living in, um, uh, Soviet Union and That's places right. like that. And right now in com- red China, um, communist China, there's Christians yeah. that are believing God and having miracles. So come on, Christian. You know, we're Christians first, Americans second. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a red, white, and blue flag waving Christian. Absolutely. I get choked up and I cry at the national anthem as much as I do somebody singing how great thou art. (laughs) And of course, God is more great than USA, but still, you know, even with that, I'm telling you if our, somebody said, well, what if this is ABCXYZ? Well, what if it is? Yeah. So what if it is? It doesn't change who God is and it doesn't change who the, what, what the word says. That's exactly right. And then the third one is Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13, eight says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. I love that. So Jesus never changes. Okay. 
that's my, <laughs> that's my uh, monologue. Yeah. And, and the Lord says, uh, you know, I am the Lord. I change not. Right. And I've always thought he doesn't have to change because he's perfect. Right. He's perfect in every way. And, um, and so then we can count on him. Yes. He, he establishes us because he's a firm foundation. Yes. And, um, yes. there is really no other foundation. Like no, that. no. Um, and, and I love the scriptures that say, you know, he, uh, in Ephesians that we can be rooted and grounded in love. Yes. And it's just such a stability to your life, yes. isn't it? When yes. everything seems haywire or, you know, unfamiliar or crazy. Yes. At times you can always count on just a, a, a bedrock that he is there for you to stand and we can stand on his promises. Yes. And we can count on him. And, um, and then I was telling David earlier today that, you know, the Bible says he's an anchor to our soul. Oh, that's right. That's right. Just an anchor for us. Yes. I, I love that because, I mean, I, I do think that we as humans need to change at times. You know, we need to change our attitude, right. change our ways. So there's a lot of change, uh, like you were saying earlier, that's probably good change, but we even don't necessarily like it, you know, because, because it is change. But in, in all those right. things that change, we can always count on that he is an unchanging, loving, heavenly father. Yes. That, um, oh my, just always go to him and receive, uh, well, the throne of grace. We can receive mercy and grace every time we go. And it's to help us. God, uh, yes, God doesn't shove us. He, he leads us. Yes. And so sometimes if you feel something pushing you, you might want to stop and check and mm-hmm. see uh, if that, is that really God? You know, if I'm being shoved and pushed around. Right. Then that can't be God. Mm-hmm. It, it, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. He, he, um, gently leads us. I think there's a hymn that says that, uh, gentle shepherd lead us or whatever, something yeah. like that. And he, he gently leads us, but with a firm grip and a firm hand that you can rest on and be assured of, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know that, I know that, um, uh, the 23rd Psalm talks about oh, that, yeah. you know, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I think, this sounds so ominous, doesn't it? The valley of the shadow of death. You know, if it was CNN and Fox, they'd have ominous music going with that. Yeah. You know, ooh, it's so scary. And, and if at first glance of that scripture, you think it's, it sounds scary. Ooh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I think that's the mall these days. Uh, <laughs> if I walk through the mall, it seems it's the valley of the shadow of death. You should have seen the airport a couple of days ago. It yeah. looked like the valley of the shadow of death and the grim reaper had come through there or something. Really I mean, there wasn't different. I don't think there was 70 people in the whole airport. I mean, it was just, at least at our end, it was yeah. just nothing. And, uh, it was so strange, mm-hmm. but the scripture says you got to read the whole verse and, and meditate on it. Ye- yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Isn't that something? So that means you could be in the dark tunnel. You know, I, 
I uh, know that part of growing up as a child um, and maturing is that you realize that it's okay to sleep in the dark. There's not, you know, because the movies are all, the minute you turn off the light, you know, the demons are coming out from under the bed and the monsters are coming from the closet and, you know, and, and something's coming through the window and another bad thing's coming through the door. And, uh, you're just like, ah, oh, I'm so scared. But then you realize there's nothing to be afraid of, you know, no. in, in the dark. You're okay. You're in the same room that you were in when the lights were all blazing and on, you know, and the TV was going and the noise was happening. And so you learn that. So you can be in what I've heard people say, I just, I just feel like everything around me is so dark. And it's like, so learn to trust God in the dark. Yes. Trust and him in the dark times. Trust him when in the times of uncertainty. Isn't that the truth? And be that light that he is to us. Um, yeah, you know, that, uh, there's a Bible teacher friend of ours, Kate McVeigh, who, if, uh, if you're watching Kate, God bless you. <laughs> and she used to say that her mother told her, I think Kate had some, um, learning disabilities growing up and they were, the, the school was trying to, really put her in a category that wasn't good for life. And her mother kept saying, you know, you're strong, you're smart, you can do this. And uh, she'd say, you know, her mother would say to her, I want you to do this thing. And she would say, well, I'm afraid. And she said, well, do it afraid. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, it's not that we're, we're not embracing fear. So please don't send me, don't rebuke <laughs> the spirit of fear on the comments, please. But uh I get it. But I'm saying that, you know, we don't embrace or befriend fear or make it a part of our life, but, but courage, you know, you think about from a, from a soldier's standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, the courageous hero that runs out there and grabs the, the grenade that's live and throws it, you know, to, to save lives. It's not that he's not aware of that danger of that. It's not that he's yeah. not in some ways fearful. He'd be, he'd be dangerous if he wasn't fearful. Right. But he's fearful, but he does it anyway. Yeah. And so we can have fear. Uh, we can have, I've heard this before. We can have faith in our heart with fear in our mind mm-hmm. and, um, being like, Oh boy, I sure hope this works because this is our last, you know, hope or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know what? If your last hope is God, you're in pretty good shape. Well, isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> I like, we were singing the other night some of our mother's favorite songs and David was playing the organ and our grandmother's favorite songs. Yes. And, um, Jerry Horton, uh, David's mother, she liked blessed assurance. Yes. You know, and I think that just the assurance that Jesus is ours. Yes. No matter what. Uh, anything yeah. is going on around us. He is ours. We're his. And it's just such a, um, a, a you know, just a rock solid truth yes. that, um, that helps us get through anything. Because like you were saying, though, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and we've certainly, yeah. you know, been the last, what, eight weeks or so yeah. through a lot of this, but, but every day, um, even if you're, if you're not having a pandemic, every day there are threats. There are yes. things in your life that, uh, come up against you and, uh, um, 
or they're, they're oppositional to your yes. health or your relationships or finances or whatever. Right. And I just love that blessed assurance. <laughs> Jesus is mine. Um, yeah. So um, call upon him and let him be your help and be your, um, you know, be that foundation that, uh, that you're established upon every day because... Right. He'll be that for you when there's, when all, I think the song is uh, all other ground is sinking sand. That's my hope is built, yes. <laughs> every, every other part of my life is sinking sand, but he's the, the part of our life that is sure. Right. A sure foundation. Uh, I love that, um, third or fourth verse to my hope is built. It talks about, uh, remember Paul said in Philippians, that I may never be found with my own righteousness. Oh yeah. But only that which comes from God. In, mm-hmm. in his mind, any kind of self righteousness, something that he's brought. Yes. To redeem himself, he considered it contraband. Mm-hmm. He considered it. I mean, he said it was dung is what it was. Yeah. Which is not a very nice word. Um, and I mean, it just means trash or, you know, Spanish Bible says basura there. Yeah. And uh, basura, <laughs> pronounce it correctly. And so, you know, it's trash. It's something to be thrown away of no value, in other right. words. So my own righteousness has no value. He says, the the righteousness that I want. And so that 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 hymn, My Hope is Built, says um, that when I stand before the throne, something about when I stand before the throne, it's going to be only... Yes. With his righteousness. <laughs> I love that. You know, you know, we've, we've been taught our whole life that when you stand before God, what will you say? You know, and, and, uh, you have to take, you have to give account for everything. And, and, uh, I, I have made peace with that. It's like when you stand before God, what will you say? And it's, uh, it'll be like, I say that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm a new, I'm glad to be home in heaven. I'm a new creature, creature in him. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. Yes. That's what we'll say. I know. Not, oh, well, I'm sorry for that curse word I said in 1972, you know. Right. Um, go in down highway 41, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's the song says, you know, Lord, yeah. I was born and ran one man. But, um, but anyway, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, and little did I know that I would be living within uh, a mile of Highway 41, you know, someday, <laughs> but, <laughs> which goes all the way. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that was Highway 41 we were both for there, sure. 41. Yes, <laughs> I know it. But, um, the thing, the thing that I, that I think about is, is, um, you know, we were always so fearful of, of, you know, it's like, well, like, you know, one song would talk about, can't wait to get to heaven and see Jesus. But then, well, I got to go through that, you know, that horrible courtroom thing where I stand yeah. before the throne and give account. Right. And it's like, uh, the account was settled by Jesus. Praise God. You know, how much do you have any assurance yeah. of salvation? Now, if that's considered extreme, I guess I'll be extreme because... Oh, me too. And it is extreme. Really, actually, when you think about it, the gospel is extreme. Yeah. Because 
um, it is an extreme gospel, isn't it? That, yes, it is. That one action by one man mm-hmm. could bring many sons to the Father. Well, um, I just think about that, about what you said about a foundation and an anchor. Uh, we could talk about deep roots or, or a lot of ways. Uh, roots are just anchors for a tree so they don't blow over. Well, it's true. During a windstorm. Yeah. You know, in Florida, uh, we're amazed at the palm trees, how strong they are. Oh, yeah. Because when they plant them, they're just this root ball. You know, it looks like the bottom of a thermometer <laughs> stuck in the ground. It's true. And, uh, we noticed that during tropical storms and all. Hurricanes. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the live oaks will sometimes just literally get blown over. Mm-hmm. And then the roots are stick, and they're massive roots. Oh yeah. And it's just, and you, you see a 150 year old tree just blown over. The roots are, are out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And those palms, they look battered, but they stand there somehow. <laughs> That's true. So they have a good strong root somehow. Be able to, I think the, it's the bending too that helps. Yeah. But, um, that's the picture of us sometimes. Sometimes we're out here, you know, um, you know, getting blown, tossed to and fro around, you know, not with every wind of doctrine, hopefully, but tossed to and fro with just life. Yeah. And a little battered. But it's kind of like those, uh, blow up, uh, you know, clowns you used to get as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they were, they had a weighted bottom and then you punch it. And even if you punched it down to the ground, it would always stand back up. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what the Holy Ghost does for us. Yes, he does. We get, uh, Paul said, I'm, I'm, I'm knocked down, but not knocked out. Yeah. And so we're, we, we, we fall over, we come back. Um, like it'll never change. It'll That's never true. change no matter how hard you, something comes at you. Yeah. So the news is, the bad news is that, um, I don't know if it's bad news. It's just news. The news is life is full of changes. Yeah. But the good news is that if you'll, if you'll cling, like again, songs have a lot of doctrine in them. And oh, another yeah. old song is, Cling to God's unchanging hand. And I thought about that song. I really like that one. And, uh, it says, you know, put your hope in things eternal. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're, we're instructed in the word to do that. Um, never, uh, don't, don't look at the temporary, mm-hmm. but look at the eternal things. Yes. And, uh, the things of this earth are temporal, temporal, temporary. Sure. But the, the heavenly things are eternal. Well, uh, even during the pandemic, quarantine, <laughs> you can laugh. We have laughed till we've cried. We've made fun of my hair, not so much Scarlet's. We've made fun of my hair on a daily basis. Uh, but we've just had a, a, you know, in many ways, um, and, I'm not belittling those who are suffering. No, not at all. Or comparing and saying, oh, well, we're the great faith people. We Mm -hmm. don't suffer. No. I mean, we've experienced change, I'll tell you that. But we've also learned to have joy in the midst of it. We Haven't we? We've learned to have peace. Mm -hmm. We've learned to have victory. We've learned to trust in God when we didn't know where things were coming from. Yes. God's really helped us, and I know that He's helping you. Amen. Um, 
I think we've given enough illustrations tonight, but I, I, I just feel that, um, you know, if you feel anxiety, let's talk about that. I, I think that sometimes we can sense that on people and that they're anxious. Yes. About it. And they're a little afraid. Yeah. And, uh, oh, what if I get it and that kind of thing. But, uh, you don't have to live with that anxiety. No. I'm not belittling it or no. saying that you're, something's wrong with you because you are anxious. But that anxiety will produce stress mm-hmm. and stress is not good. And you could create a health crisis, um, from the stress of this. Yes. That's ever bit as dreadful as the thing itself. Well, sure. Brother Higgins used to say people that would get a diagnosis of something like cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. He says the mental torment of that is usually worse than the physical. Oh yeah. I believe that. And, um, they just mentally tormented. Mm-hmm. So this pandemic has touched us all in terms of ang- anxiety or yes. frustration. Yes. And, uh, you, you can see that Blanche is very anxious and stressed out. She's found the sweet ball again. That's our music for tonight. Um, but I'm going to pray for you and yes. I'm not going to just pray a prayer where I rebuke anxiety. Uh, I'm not, I don't know what that would do, but I'm going to pray something different about it. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah. Father in Jesus name, Thank those you, that are watching tonight you, that may, may have anxiety. Yes. They might have fear. They might have, uh, pain, uh, or suffering in this in some way, mental torment. And, and in Jesus name, Lord, I thank you, uh, for touching them tonight. I thank you, Lord, for just helping them. And the only reason I'm laughing is the dog is squeaking the squeak toy during the anxiety prayer. So maybe that's God's will. Maybe. Uh, maybe what you need to do is stop praying and start laughing. I don't know. Isn't that the truth? But anyway, I pray, seriously, that the comfort of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Thank you. Will Lord. be yours right now. Yes. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. That you will just reach out. If you want to touch the screen as a point of contact, I thank, thank you. you if you, maybe you're having symptoms and it's scaring you. Yeah. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Be free from that fear. Yes. And be free from a worry and fretting and, and anxiety. And like I've said, you know, if watching the news freaks you out, turn it off. That's right. You know, I don't know, put on a Doris Day video or something, but you know, do something <laughs> that lifts that is a little bit lighter yeah. than the ominous music that Fox has paid people to play. Uh, it's just crazy. And our CNN or whoever you watch. Um, however you receive your lies and innuendo from, <laughs> from the media. <laughs> but uh, in the name of Jesus. Yes. I, I, I do. If you'll do it in your own self, it'll mean something. I can't just mass speak something and it happened. But this is individual between you and me. Uh, anxiety and fear and worry and doubt. Yeah. I command it to go from your life. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. And get in the word. Yeah. And, and that's my prayer. Anyway, get in the word and just begin to meditate the goodness of God in the land of the living. Yeah. And find something to thank God for. That's right. You know, if you haven't been touched by this thing personally or in your family, thank God for that. Well, yeah. I don't really know anybody that's got it, but you know, I've read some things of people that I remotely heard of or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I don't care. You know, and sickness is sickness. Hey, there's not a special faith for COVID that doesn't work for cancer. Isn't that the that truth? doesn't work for arthritis or yeah. doesn't work for, uh, uh, something like that. It looks like that's we had right. just a little glitch in the program. Yeah. So anyway, I was saying that there's not a, there's not a disease that the blood of Jesus hasn't already addressed. That's right. The, the back of the book of, um, Deuteronomy 28, the last few verses, 66 or whatever it is in there, mm-hmm. says every disease and every illness. Yes. Not listed in the book of this law are part of the curse. That's right. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Amen. So, you know, don't make coronavirus the incurable, impossible thing. Right. Because it's just, it is just sickness. It is. And it has been dealt with by Jesus on Calvary. Praise God for that. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that the Lord is a high tower, you know, a, a the righteous run into him and they're saved. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, this, the song, uh, a mighty fortress yes. is our God. Yes. And, and, uh, like David said, you know, he doesn't change. He's the same. Yeah. He is always that mighty fortress. Yes. And, uh, when, when we realize who we are in Christ. Yes. And, uh, oh, doesn't it just bring such a yes. peace? That, Our life is wrapped and hid in Him. We yeah. preached that Sunday, right? And, oh, so good. Yeah, our our life is wrapped in in Christ and yeah, and uh, hid in Christ. In Christ, Rock of Ages, a cleft for me. You know, a place to hide. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I have found a hiding place, and um, um, so you know, ne- never. Uh, I tell you, you don't have to fight, believe it or not, you don't have to fight for your health. What you have to contend for is your faith. Yeah. And if you can, because Jesus has dealt with the sickness. Yes. But you need to deal with your mouth and your head mm-hmm. and speak the word of God. And even when you feel like this isn't doing any good at all, I've been there. Scarlet. Oh yeah. Where I've said, this isn't doing any good at all. I've been dancing for joy. I've been praising the Lord. I've been clapping my hands. I've been quoting the word and it's not doing any good. And the devil will usually join in and go, that's right. You're wasting your time (laughs) or praying in tongues or whatever else. And I'm thinking if it really was futile and a waste of time and in vain, wouldn't he be encouraging us to do it all the more? Oh, wow. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, since the devil's the one telling me not to do this, this is exactly what I'm going to (laughs) do. It's true. And I'm not doing it to get something to happen. Oh, no. I'm doing it because it has happened. Yes. At Calvary. That's right. Folks, we're living in the finished work of Christ. If you would join me and, and, and some folks, they don't know how to live in the finished work of Christ. 
they want to live in the, they want to live thinking they've got to finish something. Yeah. You know, the theme song became, we'll work till Jesus comes. Mm-hmm. And I'd be thinking, that could be a long, as a, as a kid, they'd sing that and I'm thinking, how long is that going to take? <laughs> how long is that going to take? We're going to work till Jesus comes. <laughs> well, I get it. We're going to win souls and build churches and orphanages and Bible schools and, you know, and then, you know, whatever. Right. But I get it, the work of the kingdom. But, you know, it's me. I think it's an appropriate song for some Christians, right? Yeah. I'm going to work at this and I've got work in the spirit to do. I remember a friend of ours was putting on some big prayer conference and, and some of the people that were going says, we're going to go and all weekend. We're doing work in the, you know, we're going to do work in this, in the spirit, you know, yeah. and we're going to work until we sweat and all this. And I'm thinking a lot, you know, not, we need to rejoice in the finished work of Christ. Thank God he did. He finished it. <laughs> so our war is not against something we can see. It's, mm. it's in the spirit realm. Yeah. We don't have to work at it. Jesus worked at it so we could operate in it. Yes, that's and right. Amen. That's exactly so right. <laughs> anyway, don't get me started on righteousness and we'll be here all night. But <laughs> it is all about that, you know, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. It's about him and what he's done. That's right. And so be, what we need to, I think we need to more than we have even during this pandemic. We need to start watching our mouth a little bit, you know, and yeah. start declaring the end of it and the victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sister Paula White uh, was praying at the White House the other day, mm-hmm. and she said uh, she got appointed to be the prayers are or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> first ever appointment. But she she prayed, and she says, she spoke directly. She did it right. She spoke directly to the, to the coronavirus. Yeah. And she said, you bow your knee to the name of Jesus and you, and, and, and I command you to stop and, and, and cease. Now look, look folks, listen for all the conspiracy theory people. And it does seem like something weird's going on besides just an illness. It does. But even if it is, even if this is some, creepy science fiction novel level of, you know, attempt to one world government or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Even all that is not bigger than the name of Jesus. No, that's true. It's not bigger than the word. That's right. And uh, if enough Christians would speak the word over this and just, you know, some of it, we need, we need to actually start laughing again at it. <laughs> that's true. You know, we've been crying over this thing. We need to laugh yeah. and say, you know, hey. I don't care if George Soros is behind it. And then some people say the other, what's the other multi-billionaire? Bill Gates is behind it. I read everything about everybody. Mickey Mouse is behind it. I don't know. But the, you know, Walt Disney is trying to, I don't know. But the, the point is, it doesn't matter who's behind it. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. And that's always been a controlling spirit. Right. And... Judas, for example, was trying to control the situation in that room that day when the woman with the alabaster box broke the box and put the ointment on his feet and all that. 
He was trying to control that. Mm-hmm. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. Is control. All totalitarian governments are of that. Right. But I'm telling you, if the church is in the earth, we are here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom. Yes. I'm rambling, aren't I? But it's good stuff. No, it's really good. Really good. Praise God. Amen. So let's just say, I don't care who's behind it. If, if it's, if it's from bat dung from China, fine. Yeah. If it's from the evil thoughts in the back room of <laughs> evil men who are sitting around an evil table conjuring up world domination, even if it's them, whoever they are, the name of Jesus is higher. Yes, it is. Isn't that the and, truth? Oh, it's so true, yeah. I just had that thought. Just now I'm thinking, this is crazy to mm-hmm. just keep uh being in fear. Well, there's... A, it's, you know, we have to do something. Jesus did something. Yes, he did. Why don't we just believe that? Start there. That'd be nice. Oh, amen. I believe. I've sputtered to a close. <laughs> now, if you would like to uh, participate in giving to our ministry, uh, you can go to graceharvest.net. And click on the give tab and there's a, there's, it's right there on the front screen. Yes. How to give, ways to give. And, or you can go to hortonministries.com and the same thing. So whether you want to give through or to the church or through the, um, the evangelistic side, the ministry, either way, however you're a partner with us, we appreciate it. Yes. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing all the way around. It's really one ministry, but we have a couple of three parts to it. So that's right. It's all used for good stuff. Amen. All right. And uh, you can also mail in your check, uh, or, um, and, and there's a couple of ways to do that. You, you'll see that listed. Yes. Amen. Amen. Scarlett, why don't you close us out tonight with, um, a saxophone solo? <laughs> I would love to do that, I actually. Know. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, why don't you close us out tonight with a prayer for, people's finances and okay. their needs to be met. Amen. Father, we just thank you that you're such a great and wonderful shepherd. You're the good shepherd and that you provide for your sheep. And we're your sheep. We're called by your name and that you have uh, not forgotten us, but begotten us. And you're just with us. Um, and and all the time, Lord, you're such, such have a, a watchful eye for us in every situation. And um, we just sense your presence here tonight to declare over everyone watching that uh, you supply all of the needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you for healing. We thank you for um, provision. And we thank you any need that any anyone has that's watching we lift it up to you. We thank you, Lord, for meeting that need. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, there's a book you can order if you don't have it um, from, I think it's rhema.org, rhema.com, Kenneth Hagan Ministries anyway. Uh, a book by Kenneth Hagan called Redeemed from Sickness, Poverty, and Death. Mm-hmm. 
It's a, we used to call it a dollar bucket, maybe a little more now, <laughs> but, uh, it was one of his early publications. Oh, such a good book. And so if, if you, if you're, if you're a little, if you're a little bit on shaky ground with your faith right now, get books like that. Yeah. If you maybe you already have it, go dig in your library and find it. Um, but you can order it and I'm sure get it in a few days. Mm-hmm. Redeem from sickness. Is that, is that the name of it? Yeah. Poverty and, and spiritual yeah, and, death. Yeah. And, uh, it, it'll, it'll, it'll boost your faith. Yeah. That you're already, you're already redeemed from this. You know, we don't sit and cry, Jesus, redeem us from this horrible thing. He already has. Yes. Praise God. Amen. So if you're, if you're crying to God, go a little different direction, you know, yeah. start thanking him for what he's done. Yeah. And your faithful will rise up. All right. Amen.